And this is Clifton Grooms from the Cliff Notes Podcast. Before we go on to tonight's episode, want to give a shout out to some of our sponsors that have come out on board for the last couple of weeks, month, couple of months here. Let's give a shout out to Tolly and Associates, the team there, Barnes Roofing, David Jin Shubrell, Robin Stacy Astuter, Patrick Lyle, Little Caesars of St. Joseph, Adams Bar and Grill, and the Hi-Ho Bar and Grill. Thank you all so much for your contributions and coming on board and your support of the Clip Notes podcast. Without further ado, here is tonight's episode. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome everybody to the Clip Notes podcast. I'm your host, Clifton Grooms. This is not an episode of the Post-it Notes, but this is a very special episode that we are doing here, recapping East Buchanan Volleyball's journey to the road to Cape Girardeau. We really, I really don't get the opportunity to do special shows like this very often. I know that we did the um, the primetime primer between Midbuck and Eastbuck football. That episode a couple years ago, that is still the, um, the top listened to episode in podcast history. We've done several state championship preview shows, but I haven't really got the opportunity to do something with volleyball like this. So the East Buchanan Bulldogs gave me a very good idea, you know, and maybe doing an episode like this. So we're actually going to title this episode East Buchanan Volleyball, The Road to Cape Girardeau. As they get set for their first ever trip to state this weekend, we will run down the road to how they got here to this point. A little bit of history, not quite as much history as we had for football, but we got a little bit of history for you, and we have some interviews that we're going to have towards the end of the show. We will hear from Bulldog coach Ryan Horn, as well as seniors Kinsey Woodside, Maya Watkins, and Brooklyn Adams, and we will have a special interview with Brett Atkinson from the Clinton County Leader as we run down his thoughts on the Bulldog season up to this point. Let's go ahead. Let's not waste any more time. Let's go ahead. Let's get started with some history looking back at the Bulldog Volleyball Program. From 2008 to 2018, the Bulldog Volleyball Program has only finished 500 watts, over 500 watts. But then this team was able to turn the page from 2019 to 2022, where this team has combined to go 92 36 and 3 and won three out of the last four district championships. 2019, they made the quarterfinal before falling to a tough St. Paul Lutheran squad in 2020. They would fall to LeBlanc in the district semifinals. And then the last season, they would win the district championship before LeBlanc would end their season for the second year in a row in sectionals. But let's go ahead, let's run down the 2022 season to how East Buck got to this road to Cape Girardeau. The Bulldogs would start out the season in the KCI tournament going 3-1-1, losing to Lathrop and tying West Platte one set to one. The Bulldogs would go on after that to rebound with victories over South Harrison University Academy and Maryville. On September 11th, a game that I was at, by the way, the Bulldogs would travel to the south side of St. Joe to take on Benton. They would hold a 2-1 to set lead on the Cardinals, but Benton would go on to take the game in the fifth set. Keep in mind the Cardinals won Class 3 District 16 earlier this season, so that's a huge notch in East Buchanan's resume, getting to play a, another district championship in a, in a class up than them. 
But East Buck wouldn't let that bitten loss be a roadblock to their season as they would go on to defeat Northland Christian, South Holt, and West Platte. They would then go on to the Lathrop Tournament by beating Wellington Napoleon, Trenton, the rivals at Mid Buchanan, and the host school Mules twice to lock up the tournament title. They would follow up that tournament title with wins over St. Joe Christian at home and a tough road game, tough five-game set against their rival Dragons in Fawcett. Bulldogs would drop their third match of the season after the game with Mid-Buck to the 2021 Class 2 finalist Bishop LeBlanc, three sets to none. But they would come out of that matchup with LeBlanc winning 10 out of their last 11 matches, including winning the Lexington Tournament Championship down that stretch. Only a loss to Savannah was the only loss they suffered during that Lexington tournament there in Lexington. Three days after defeating Lawson in that same tournament, the Cardinals of Lawson would come back into Gower and gain revenge on the Bulldogs to win the KCI crown to end the regular season. But that's the regular season. Let's now move on to where we call the fun, the fun tournament, the playoffs, the district tournament. Now we go on to districts, which would be held in the friendly confines of Gower. Bulldogs would draw the second seed in the district and would go on to defeat North Platte three sets to none in the first game. They would go on to defeat Lathrop once again three games to none to set up a district championship match with West Platte. The Blue Jays knocked off top-seeded LeBlanc in the other semifinal. I know a lot of people were probably looking forward to a district championship game between LeBlanc and East Buck. Unfortunately, West Platte puts a ruin, made their um, statement in those plans as well. The Blue Jays would go on to the district championship against the Bulldogs and would make the first set close before ultimately falling 25-23 in set one. East Buchanan would gain control, more control, in sets two and three, winning their third district championship in the last four years. Lafayette County would be next up in the sectional, just like the district title game the Bulldogs would get their opposition's best shot as the Lady Huskers would fall only 25-21 to to the Bulldogs, but East Buck would go on to take complete control of the rest of the game, winning 25-14 in set two and 25-8 in set three. That win sent them to the quarterfinals at Low Jack, and that win would also give Coach Ryan Horn his 150th career win. More on that milestone here in a little bit. Last Saturday, the Bulldogs would go on to Lone Jack to travel to face the 30-2 the 30 and two Mules. The Mules would have East Buck down two sets to none with the end of their season, and these seniors, quite possibly the end of their volleyball careers, staring them right in the face. The Bulldogs would make, quite possibly, their biggest comeback in program history by defeating the Mules in the final three sets to send them to their first ever Final Four. And that's how we got here to this point. We're going to have more on Coach Ryan Horn and this East Buchanan Bulldog roster after a quick commercial break and a word from our sponsors. And this is Clifton Grooms from the Cliff Notes Podcast. Before we go on to tonight's episode, want to give a shout out to some of our sponsors that have come out on board for the last couple of weeks, month, couple of months here. Let's give a shout out to Tolly and Associates, the team there, Barnes Roofing, David Jen Schubrell, Robin Stacy Astuter, Patrick Lyle, Little Caesars of St. Joseph, Adams Bar and Grill, and the Hi-Ho 
Bar and Grill. Thank you all so much for your contributions and coming on board and your support of the Clip Notes podcast. Without further ado, here is tonight's episode. Again, thank you so much to all of our sponsors who contribute to this podcast. Again, welcome back to the special edition of the Cliff Notes podcast titled East Buchanan Volleyball, The Road to Cape Girardeau. As on the last portion of this show, we broke down the East Buchanan schedule. Now we get into a little bit of a profile of head coach Ryan Horn. Horn enters his eighth season as Bulldog Volleyball coach, the native would spend some time as an assistant on the boys basketball team before moving on to Lathrop to coach bat to coach baseball before returning to his hometown to coach volleyball hard won almost 100 games in the last four years alone as the head coach of East Buchanan volleyball we had the opportunity to catch up with coach on this busy week to talk his story what this senior class means to him, his 150th career win, the comeback win at Lone Jack, and so much more. Here's my conversation with the head coach of the East Buchanan Volleyball team, Ryan Horn. East Buchanan Volleyball is heading to Cape Girardeau this weekend for their first ever state Final Four appearance. We are here with Bulldog head coach Ryan Horn. Coach, how are you? Uh, doing great. Uh, just, you know, enjoying the excitement of the last few days and uh, girls are doing the same and we're just kind of living life right now. <laughs> uh, definitely. Absolutely. First of all, congratulations on um, this moment. Uh, we'll talk about the, um, we'll talk about the big game from Saturday here in just a few minutes, but coach, um, there might be some listeners of mine who don't really know who coach Ryan Horn is. So um, coach, um, if you can just uh, walk us through your um, coaching career and how you got here to East Buck. Yeah, well, I'm originally from Gower, um, uh, family same way, and my first coaching job was actually the boys basketball assistant here at East Buck back in 03, and and uh, after that, uh, went over and was at uh, Lathrop for a little while, uh, coached basketball and baseball both over there, and then got a chance to come back over here to East Buck, and uh, had never coached volleyball outside of a couple years of middle school and eight years ago uh, took on that responsibility and here we are now so back home I guess well coach how does it feel you know definitely um, I mean not just this season but the past several seasons you guys have tasted a lot of success in the volleyball program how how good does it feel to make an impact on your own on on somewhere where you're from I mean it's 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 really neat I mean you know, when we when I first started doing it, we were, you know, the first year we made the district title game, and that was good enough for us. You know, we were so excited because um, the program, you know, probably wasn't where we where we wanted to be at the time. And uh, that first year, just being able to get to the district championship kind of set a tone for the future, I, uh, as as I'd hoped. A couple years later, we we won twenty games, which I think was the first time that had been done. But we still haven't won a district title yet, and these seniors came in. Um, you know, Maya Watkins and Kinsey Woodside both started that year as freshmen. And with the help of, you know, some seniors that year, uh, uh, Morgan Spencer, Don Potter, Addie Ishmael, um, we were able to put together a pretty good team. Uh, I don't know how good of volleyball players we were as much as we just fought and 
and worked really hard and won that first district title. And then for these seniors and maybe a little bit for myself, I think it just made us more thirsty for more, for more success. And, uh, you know, we were four points away from the final four their freshman year. We lost 25-21 to St. Paul Lutheran in the quarterfinals. And, you know, they just wanted to get back to it. And uh, But it is really cool. I mean, people don't understand. If you're not from a small town and uh, you don't get the, you know, get that success. You know, I walked into our convenience store uh, the other day. And all I did is went in got a drink left and five people told us how proud of it, uh, how proud of us they were just to me, you know, in that span. And, you know, it's just, uh, I can't imagine doing it at a bigger school. And I'm, I'm sure there's great things about that too, but just being able to be in a community that knows who you are and knows the, the, the work that you're putting in, um, not only as coaches, but as players as well, it's just, there's nothing like it. Well, Coach, I wanted, you, I wanted you to kind of talk about your seniors. Though. You mentioned Maya Watkins and um, Kenzie Woodside. Those are two uh, girls that have contributed a lot to this program. Can you just talk about Can you just talk about your senior class and what they've meant to you? Oh, absolutely. Um, we only have four seniors this year. And uh, so one of them is Gracie Kelsey, which I know a lot of people know her from, from the basketball court. And – Gracie came over after playing uh, softball and decided her junior year she was going to play. And I mean, she had 13 kills in that quarterfinal game the other day. <laughs> and, you know, after the game was over, I thought, man, what if she'd have never switched over? That could have been bad. <laughs> and, and so, you know, Gracie has worked really hard. Basketball is her sport, but she's a kid that wants to stay after 15 minutes, two or three days a week to hit and get better. And uh, Brooklyn Adams is another senior for us. And Brooklyn is just an amazing, quiet, kid but you can't help but like her she got she started for us as a sophomore and then uh, broke her foot last year three games into her junior year and then she's been healthy all this year and I'm just really happy for her to be able to experience this after messing an entire year um she's just such an amazing kid uh you know it was our homecoming queen because <laughs> everybody likes her so much you know I mean and uh and then you got the other two like I said that 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 have been starting since their freshman year. And um, gosh, I don't even remember. It's something crazy. Uh, they played like over 250 combined games or something, Kenzie and Maya. And, um, you know, they're, they've won 91 games. And, and um, they, they just do really well with each other on the court. You know, they, 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 they find a bond there and they've figured out a way to, to, um, not only work really well together, but also to lead. And, um, you know, I've, I've, I'm fortunate last year I had Emma Klein and this year I have those two. And it's just, um, you know, it, at a public school, you get who you get. And to be blessed with such great leadership over the last couple of years is, is unbelievable. Um, you know, I, I don't imagine, I imagine a lot of programs don't even get one kid like that and I get three or four. So, so, uh, you know, um, Maya's, you know, all around just a solid player. She's she got her thousandth kill this year, and now she's almost up to 12, 1200 because of the run we're making. Um, you know, Kenzie's up to like eighth or ninth now in the all time history of mission digs. But it's not just their play, it's their talk. They know the game. Um, I rarely pay attention to what's going on in the back row because I know Kenzie's taking care of it. She's telling people what to do, and 
you know, she can be a little bossy. So she likes being able to tell people what to do. So, <laughs> and, uh, but that's what makes it fun. You know, she knows her role. Maya knows her role and everybody else does too. And, and uh, the, the senior class just on a personal level is, I, I man, I, I've had some groups that I'm really close to and maybe some as much as them, but, but nobody more. Um, they're just such a fun group to be around and um, kids I can genuinely say I love and, and would do pretty much anything for. So it's, it's fun. It's a lot of fun to do with this group for sure. Absolutely. All four of those girls are huge supporters of the podcast. I'm definitely grateful for them as well. So um, coach, I want to get it, kind of get into um, Saturday's game. And um, you know, I mean, you know, down, down Oh, and two, you know, Maybe maybe that trip to the final four kind of seemed a little gloomy at that point. So um really what was um what was the what was said in the huddle after that second game? And what do you think some of the keys were into making that three set comeback? Oh man. Uh just what a whirlwind. <laughs> uh the one thing I said to him was we don't even know if our game plan worked. We're not going to adjust anything because we just we played we played so poorly in those first two sets. Um, very uncharacteristic of us to to do that back to back sets. What I told him was, I wasn't mad at them, but I was mad for them. I wasn't disappointed in them. I was disappointed for them because nobody there got to see who we were to that point. And I don't think I had any like huge inspirational words or anything like that. I just think that they realized we're down two zero. It's now or never. We better go. And next thing I know, you know, we pretty much controlled the third set. We went 25-18, and I'm thinking, okay, you know, I, I was hoping let's let's at least get one so we show we belong. And then I thought, well, we won this one. Well, you know, let's see what happens the next one. We get out 5-0 really, really quickly. Um, pretty much controlled that set, too. So then we get into uh, in between the fourth and fifth. And I'm reminding them of all the five-set matches we had this year, and we won three out of four of those. The only one we lost was the Benton. And I think we learned a lot from that because uh, in that Benton game, they came back and uh, beat us in the fourth. We had a lead in the fourth set, and they came back and beat us. And then our momentum was just gone. The complete opposite pretty much took place on Saturday where we're the ones taking the momentum from the other team. And we'd been there a few times. We'd been there. We knew what, what it took to win that fifth set. We came out strong, and then they got a lead on us, and we just never quit. I, I, I told you earlier, you know, I've been coaching since 03, 20 years of coaching. I've never seen a team handle in-game adversity better than they did Saturday because they there were so many times they could have quit. They could have quit in that fifth set down 11-7, and we, sc- we scored uh, seven straight points down 11-7. And – the look on their face the entire time in that fifth set was never, I'm scared. We just lost. It was a look of, eh, we're down. We'll, we're okay. We'll get it. I, honestly, I, I in high school, I've never seen it. <laughs> um, I'm sure other coaches would tell you they've seen it out of kids. It's just the first time I've really seen that kind of desire and want and confidence, even out of a team that wasn't maybe playing their best that day. Well, Coach, that, that win against Lone Jack puts you guys into the Final Four. And yeah, East Buchanan has tasted a lot of success in sports over the past few years. I mean, you're talking about the football team. 
uh, last season. I mean, the baseball team a couple of years ago made a run. Uh, those same girls that you just talked about made a run their freshman year in, ba in girls basketball to the Final Four and won a championship there. Here, what, how does it feel really to kind of get in and get your slice of the pie and, and all the success of what it means to you and what it means to the community? Yeah, I mean, from a volleyball standpoint and from a selfish standpoint, um, everybody else around us is having success. And, and like you said, we wanted a piece of that. We wanted to prove that we have a program, too, that's successful and, and it's doing things the right way and doing things well. From a community and school standpoint, um, I mean, we're the sixth program in the last four school years that's going to at least finish fourth or better in the state. And, you know, you got, you mentioned a couple others, girls golf, uh, cheerleading did a, uh, had a, won a, won a state title. Um, you know, you mentioned basketball and now this, and, um, we, we just wanted to be a part of that, but I think we also wanted to be a part of that in the volleyball community as well. Um, you know, doing this for eight years, I've been, I've been around a lot of really good coaches and, yeah, I wanted my kids to feel that same success that their kids are getting to feel. And they, they're doing that now. And um, we're just we're just proud that we're able to bring this to our community. Um, I hope our community isn't taking it for granted. You know, you go along, there's a long time there where, where East Buchanan Athletics wasn't having this kind of success. And, um, you know, over the last four years, like we said, it's been, gosh, I can't imagine there's too many places uh, in the state that are that's having the success that we're having right now and and uh, it's just a lot of fun and I think we're all enjoying it and hopefully it continues well coach I kind of want to shift this question you know you talked a lot about the kids here in the past several minutes I want to talk about you for a few minutes and um, the win against Lafayette County on Wednesday which was the sectional game that game you picked up your 150th career win can you just talk about what a milestone like that means to you? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I didn't even know the girls knew about it. Um, Kenzie Woodside, with the help of, I think, one of our teachers, got that's figured out. Um, and people that are listening, I think you need to know that that's the, man, if you guys know, if you've ever seen Kenzie Woodside, you need to know what kind of character and what kind of person she is because she's all about making other people look good and feeling good and and so I didn't even know they knew and I walked back in the locker room they got a big poster made and stuff and that was really neat I mean being able to do it with this group was really cool and when I first started coaching volleyball the idea of winning 150 games or 100 games or whatever you know honest if you want to know the truth I thought it was going to be like a three or a four year deal and I thought it was just going to be enough to get some of the kids that I was working with them by until we could get somebody in there could do a better job and that's not to say they can't find something to do a better job but I just kind of started enjoying it and fell in love with what we were doing and um yeah so to get 150 wins is you know it, it, it's just a lot of fun and it's and you look back at the eight years and the kids I've got the coach and the teams that we've had and and um you know I've been really blessed to 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 have some really great players Mariah Abersold was on that first team and she was amazing and then we switched over to 
few other girls two or three years later. And I've just always had, you know, good players, strong leaders. And I hope that in some form or fashion, I've, I've helped them out, not just volleyball wise, but life wise. And, um, you know, I'm kind of speechless on it, honestly, because I hate making it about me, but I won't lie. I did enjoy it. (laughs) And, and it's, it's fun to, to, to look back at the success that our programs had. And hopefully I had a little piece of that. Well, coach, congratulations on that honor. And my last question to you, coach, um, you know, I talk about legacy a lot. Legacy has been on my mind over the past um, several years here um, with the podcast and just, um, I want to know what legacy means to you um, when your um, volleyball coaching career is over. Um, how do you want people to remember Coach Ryan Horn? Well, you know, this is going to sound really cliche to say, but I hope that the kids that I coached and, uh, you know, I understand I'm a realist. I understand not every kid's going to feel this way. I wish they would. I I hope that they understand that I cared about them and that I loved them. And, I'm not the world's greatest volleyball coach. I'm not. There's there's coaches I could sit here and name numerous coaches in the area that are, as far as their knowledge of volleyball, way better than I am. But I, I do think that when a kid plays a sport for me, they know I care about them. And you know, my brother and I used to say when we were when we were younger and a lot, uh, I don't know, maybe less smart, <laughs> we would say, you know, if you can just get kids to believe that you care about them, they're going to give you everything they got. Even if you don't care about them, if you can make them believe that they will. Well, I genuinely care about them. And, you know, we don't always see eye to eye, eye, but I hope at the end of the day, they, they, they know that their experience with me, or they think that their experience with me was one that was positive, one that was full of, with, of care and love. And, and just, you know, I hope that they remember also the, my reactions, my genuine excitement for their successes. You know what I mean? Because my hope is I'm an adult that, that, that provides them um, an extra source of emotional and mental support outside of their own home. So that's always my goal. I mean, I'm fortunate, man. I get to work with some amazing kids that, that, uh, you know, my wife and I just had a kid, uh, our own child six months ago and, the amount of kids that that came by our house to see him and um, they get excited when I have new pictures to show them and stuff like that. Like, I think that answers my question always if if I'm doing things the right way, because that's, that's, that's what's important. And, um, and uh, you know, getting to go to final fours and all that is amazing. And that's, (laughs) I won't turn that down either, but, but uh, you know, having Anna Kanegi and Holly Kaler and, Gracie Kelsey and, and uh, anybody else that came over, Maya's mom came over, you know, all these people, Kinsey, um, and hold my child when he's two, three days old is that's the, I mean, man, that's the stuff that brings tears to my eyes. You know what I mean? So. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that was beautiful. So um, East Buchanan, they are going to be in the final four this Friday um, for their first final four matchup against Jefferson Festus at 6 PM there in Cape Girardeau coach. Um, Thank you so much for um, coming on the podcast. Uh, congratulations on all the success. Congratulations on making it to the final four. And um, I wish you guys good luck. Um, good luck down at Cape Girardeau. 
Yeah, I really appreciate it. And thanks for having me on. And, um, you know, I just, you know, thank you for the, the support of all of our athletes and um, getting to li- listen to Emma there a while back and, and everything was a lot of fun and, and just uh, bring more light to our kids and anybody that's willing to do that. I really appreciate it. So thank you. I appreciate that. Definitely. You know, kids like that definitely make this job, make this job easy. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Some of your kids are the absolute best. So um, coach, thank you so much and good luck to you this weekend. All right. Thank you again. Thank you so much, coach Horde for your time. Definitely appreciate you coming by the podcast and talking about your volleyball team. Now let's talk about some of the volleyball team. They're led by a senior by a tremendous senior class with Maya Watkins, who picked up her 1,000th career earlier this season and set the single-season kill record previously held by Samantha White. Then we go to Kinsey Woodside, the libero. Woodside surpassed the one the 1,500 dig mark and is in the top 10 in state history in that category. Then you add in Brooklyn Adams and all-around athlete Gracie Kelsey. Kelsey is known for her for her basketball prowess. We will be talking to Gracie much more during basketball season. All four of those ladies make up a tremendous senior class. Then you can look to death on this team with the underclassmen, with junior Kylie Clark, who just got her 1,000th assist in the Lone Jack win over the weekend. Junior, junior Zora Witt, who has over 100 career aces in her career. Then you can add junior Holly Kaler, sophomore Ryland Sherwood, and so many others just add to the depth of this East Buchanan volleyball team. We also had the opportunity to catch up with seniors Kinsey Woodside, Maya Watkins, and Brooklyn Adams before this weekend's Final Four at Cape Girardeau. Ladies and gentlemen, we are previewing the East Buchanan Bulldogs volleyball team's first ever trip to Cape Girardeau this weekend, we got another special interview as we interviewing seniors, Kenzie Woodside, Maya Watkins, and Brooklyn Adams. Ladies, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So I'm going to give you ladies the opportunity really before we start talking about volleyball to um, go around the room and kind of share your stories and how you guys got into um, volleyball. What what some of your guys' other favorite memories were as, um, as youth. So um, you guys just want to... Um, State your name and then um, go on and tell your story. Okay. Um, I'm Kenzie Woodside, and I have played volleyball ever since probably about third grade. I've played with Maya in Brooklyn and many others on this team now. And I've just always known volleyball. And then when I got into middle school, I started playing club at a higher level with girls around our conference and throughout other schools neighboring us. And I think just playing it more and more, my love for the sport grew. And I had played softball when I was younger, but then when it came to the decision for like high school, like I knew automatically I wanted to play volleyball. And I think that's just what led me more to volleyball is playing it so much as a child that I just began to love it more. Um, I'm Maya Watkins. Um, I played volleyball like these two since I was in third grade. I've always really grown up around the game. My mom, she used to be the old um, volleyball coach here. And there's pictures of me whenever I was little riding in the ball carts to practice with her. Um, I think my love for the game just kind of grew and stemmed from her love for the game. And 
how she showed it to us and to our community. Um, I was never really a volleyball girl growing up, though. I'd always played basketball. I played comp basketball with Gracie Kelsey my whole life, basically, until my sophomore year. And that was the first time I had ever really done club volleyball. And I mean, since then, I've just done club and I've just kind of grew from there. So um, I'm Brooklyn Adams. I played volleyball since third grade with Kinsey and Maya. And um, it was my first sport ever like playing. I mean, I played soccer as a little kid, like in preschool, but um, volleyball was like my first main sport. And um, I just kind of grew to love it throughout the years. I, I never played club, but I played in middle school and then now in high school. And I really enjoy being around these people and like, yeah, pretty much it. <laughs> so um, I'm going to start off with this game on Saturday and, um, you know, it kind of looked maybe a little bit, maybe, maybe the trip to the final four was a little bit uh, doom and gloomy a little bit being down um, zero set zero two there but then just um just in your guys's words I'll, I'll give each of you the opportunity in your own words kind of describe you know what that victory was like you know maybe what was um what maybe what your emotions were like heading into that third set and just um just the overall joy of just that comeback and getting to this point um yeah I will start um I think just like thinking back on that game just and how we played together in those last three sets I think this tweet said like it was pure insanity like I truly believe that like we came out in that third set we had a goal at the beginning of May I think and we were determined to reach that goal um if you would have watched the first two sets it would have been rough <laughs> if, if you would have looked like oh they're not gonna make it um, I think after that second set, I mean, I know coach said a few things, each of us said a few things. It really like we just came together as a team and we persevered to get to that fifth set. And we played six sets throughout the season. So we were mentally and physically prepared for that. So we knew that, hey, we have to come out on top on this. And I think like if you would have watched, like if each person would have watched that game, you would have seen a totally different team from us in the second set to the third set with like how we looked, how our energy was, how our effort, like I think we switched our attitudes, honestly. Um, I know for me, the I could I could feel the tension. I knew everyone was a little bit nervous. Um, we've played in some big games, but never this big together as a group. And so I think just getting the feel for it was a little different. And I think once we kind of got our nerves under control and everything, and I just remember Horn looking at us and telling us, well, you either have fun or you're going to lose. So you might as well have fun. And from there on out, I mean, that's when we just started winning was when we really just started having fun and just being able to see the looks on the girls' faces whenever we won and just feeling like feeling and being able to hear the crowd and our student section and just how happy they were and how they were trying to get us hyped up and just, barely being able to hear coach horn in the huddle like it was just an amazing feeling and then looking at these girls faces when we won and knowing that all of our hard work that we put in since third grade or the summer or whenever like it's finally like everything's falling into place I agree with both of those um I, I like the first two sets they were rough but I think just kind of like getting on our nerves and just like okay like regrouping together mm -hmm. as a whole and yeah. being like okay this is what we've looked like. We need to come back together and like play as a team and like just stay positive with each other. And I think we did a really good job of 
like doing that and then just finishing like really strong with a lot of energy and just like really having fun with mm -hmm. like our teammates and like with the crowd and stuff and yeah <clears throat> so that win kind of sets you up for the final four. And I want to talk about just uh, your guys' bond with each other and just the senior class. I mean, this senior class has tasted a lot of success, not <laughs> only in not only in volleyball, but girls basketball and other sports there. Just talk about, you know, your guys' bond and just uh, how much you guys enjoy playing with each other. Um, Like you said, like our class has like been through like a lot of like higher more intense games and I think like just one moment that sticks out to me is like our freshman year like Maya and I playing together um for volleyball we made it to the quarterfinals and we are four points away from the final four and like that I don't think it really clicked to us that like we were there that we were almost to the final four so like having like playing together again with Brooklyn and with Gracie like this year I think it just showed like we how much we've grown together and like that our goal is really important and I think like freshman to senior year like we were this close and we made it I think that's huge to say about our class and like even through basketball and other sports I think we just work so well together and we always have fun doing it like even if like one of us screws up or whatever like we pick each other up and like are like we work just so well together I think the thing like for our classes, we want to win. Like no matter the situation, no matter what's going on, we want to win. And freshman year, I mean, we had a really good run. We had leaders to look up to, you know, and I think the one thing that stood out to me the most was being a freshman. And whenever we lost that game in the locker room, I remember Addie and Dawn telling us, you know, like, don't let this die. Like keep going, keep, keeping hungry for more. Like you guys can, you can work for it and you can earn more. Like, you guys have the talent. Just keep pushing. Like, don't let this legacy end here. And I think on Saturday, whenever we won, just like the feeling of being able to make, you know, all everything we've worked for from freshman year to now, like come true, like really helps. And I mean, I know for me, at least, I didn't really know what it was like to not make it out of districts. Like my whole freshman year, that's all we did. Mm -hmm. Basketball, volleyball. So, I mean, I think it's just kind of like a mentality and attitude you have to take to it too. Like, okay, yes, some of these, like the younger classmen, they might not be used to this, but I think if we take them under our wing, you know, and show them that this will just keep building the program, our school, like, I think it'll just keep building. Mm -hmm. um, I remember the freshman year, I was on the team, but I, I didn't really play. And just seeing like the determination and like, how everybody just had fun together as a whole, like during that last game really made me realize like, oh, I want to get this far, like as mm -hmm. I get older and I don't play basketball or anything. So I didn't get to experience that as the girls went to like state and stuff. So I think just wanting to like push each other and say like, hey, I, I want to be here and I, everybody else should want to too. And just like seeing that they had so much fun, like I would want that as a team. And so, yeah. That um, I, I had the chance earlier to talk to um, Coach Horn. Um, he did an interview with me, which is airing, which aired right before uh, this interview is going to air. But um, you know, he had some really good things. He had some really great things to say about each one of you in your um, senior class. Just um, talk about uh, what Coach Horn um, means to every single one of you. And um, you know, I know that he told the story also about um how Kinsey um had a banner made up for him for his 150th career win after the Lafayette County game. So just talk about uh, what it's like, what it means playing for Coach Horn, and just uh, 
what it means for you guys really to be a part of a huge milestone of his. Um, yeah, I mean, I played for him like my whole high school career. Like he's been like a coach and like he coaches basketball. So I'm around him more with that as well. And I think like, I think we, like he tells us all the time that we mean a lot to him. And I think it also goes the same way. Like he means a lot to us. I think I said this in another interview, like he, the amount of time he spends outside of school, outside of sports, like either focusing on film for us or like talking to us about how our day is, stuff like that. Like that's insane. Like it shows how he is as a person and a coach. And I think that's like really cool to say about a coach that you have in high school. And yeah, about that banner. Yeah, I didn't know if he had anything coming up, but I had to check. And so I did some digging and I wanted to make sure that like if he did get anything that we were there for it. And when I realized that it was going to be a like a playoff game, I was like, oh, like we really got to get this. So I was like a little hesitant on it because I was like, I don't want it to like make it and then blow up in my face. But then I was like, no, we're going to get it. So I made it ahead of time. I was prepared for it. And then after that win, like when I got to announce it to everyone that he just got it, we like hid and everything. And when he came in, we surprised him and he knew that he got it, but he had no idea that we knew. <laughs> so like seeing the look on his face when he came in that locker room and knowing that like we appreciated him for everything he'd done. And like most of like our seniors, like we've been there four years through most of those wins. I think that says something about like him as a coach and us as like the class that like we've got to be with him for most of those wins. So it, it's just really special. It's a special moment. I mean, I know when I get handed that scouting report, he has watched every single second of the film. He has broke it down. Like, I know whenever I get that that report in my hands that this is exactly what they're going to do. Like, I know he works his butt off in order to give us the best advice and best game plan he possibly can. And I know I appreciate that so much. And I know my teammates do, too, because – we know that if he's going to work that hard to plan for it, we need to work that much more harder to execute it and to just win. So, you know, he knows it's not going to waste, but like one thing that I've really appreciated about him is um, how he keeps the stats. So, mm -hmm. so tight. And he's like, like hit the numbers. He's all in the numbers. He'll tell mm -hmm. you that. And I think just, I know for me, it's like a competition almost. Mm -hmm. And I think him just pushing us with those numbers, you know, and, I think it's also kind of fun for him to see like, you know, oh, I've been able to coach this, this and this like, oh, let's see if we can get somebody no more. And I think it's just the like the willingness and the want that he has for us to be better. Like it just makes it so much more enjoyable to be around and just how positive he is with us. I mean, we have jokes where we'll look at him and be like, oh, you're not being positive or but I mean, we all do it like out of love and out of kindness. Like we all want what's best for each other. And I think it just stems from him telling us how much we mean to him, how much he loves mm -hmm. us, how much support, you know, he's shown us. Mm -hmm. And it just means a lot. I agree that he's put a lot of time and effort in this team. And like with the film and stuff, like I can't imagine how many hours he's spent doing that. And like, as a, like, I'm trying to find the words. <laughs> um, um, I completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> it's okay, you got it. Um, <laughs> Where was I going with this? <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, that's completely fine. It's completely fine. I so, it. <laughs> so we're talking about Coach Horn and what uh, he means to you. Yes. Okay. Um, I just think it means a lot that like 
he's able to like recognize our achievements. And I think it was great that Kinsey was able to like find out how like many wins he has has. And so like we can celebrate his victories too. Um, and how he like, uh, he's just a really great person and he really means a lot to every one of us. Well, I want to talk about, you know, this weekend coming up, uh, Cape Girardeau, a special weekend for you girls. I know that, you know, your, your team has rewritten the record books this season. And um, I want to ask each, each of you what this coming weekend means to you and what would a state championship mean to you guys in this team? Yeah. Um, I think like, like I said, we made this goal to go to the final four in May and once like we hit that, so we we've already hit that, but I think like it shows like talking to the girls at practices now and stuff, like we're hungry for more. We want more. We're not just settling for that. Like, yes, we accomplished like our main huge goal, but we want more. So I think like, it's going to be a special moment and this weekend's going to be so fun. And the crowd and stuff is like, that is going to be fun. Like with our pep rally and stuff, but I think we're going to go and we're going to have as much fun as we can, but we're also going to be ready to like, work as hard as we can for each other and for coach Horn and stuff like that to get like accomplished stuff because we don't want it to just be done and say, Oh, we made it to the final four. Here's fourth place and stuff like that. Like we want to fight for something and whatever we get, that's how we play. But I think we just want to have as much fun as possible while working as hard as we can. Honestly, the biggest thing I know for me is we just continue to prove people wrong. I mean, <laughs> At first, we were told we weren't going to make it out of districts. Then we were told we weren't going to make it out of sectionals. And, oh, you're not going to make it out of quarterfinals. And now look at us. And, I mean, people still can't believe it. Like, they still don't believe we're going to be able to do that. And I think that our team just uses that as fuel. Like, it just puts more fire in us. Like, okay, you don't think we're going to be able to do this? Watch us. We're going to go achieve more. Mm -hmm. And I think that as a team this year, we have just really used that to continuously just beat into our heads. Like, people still don't think we're good enough. Like, let's just go prove them wrong again. Like, and I think the fact that now we are going to the final four, like it's just this big thing because nobody thought we can do it. And now look at us. Now we're going to go have the time of our life, have so much fun, play volleyball, do what we love with each other. And so, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for this weekend. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun together. I'm looking forward to that and just playing together as a team and just like making new memories and experiencing stuff that like a lot of these girls, I mean, some of them have experienced, but like a lot of the lower class people have not like experienced. And so I'm really looking forward to that. And then my last question to each one, one of you, this is going to be a little bit of a personal question now. And, um, I've been asking most of my athletes that I've had on about legacy and, um, what kind of a legacy do each one of you want to leave whenever your your career is done here? So I'm going to ask you, Kinsey, I'll start with you. What does legacy mean to you, and how do you want people to remember you? Um, I think that, like, my biggest thing is I, I feel like I work hard for most of the things that I want, and I know when we went to state basketball my freshman year, I was, like, on the team. I went. I had the great time. But it wasn't like I was like, I didn't play a whole bunch. And so I think this is going to be like a different experience for me. And I'm going to get to like, it's it's a different role. I have a different role in this team. So I think it's like shown that like, 
I like, I like to be a leader and have energy and that. So I think that having a different role on this team will help me. And I think I'm going to get to experience it a lot more. So like, I want the other people to know that like, if they're not, if they go far in a sport, that's not their main sport, that it's okay that you can use that as like momentum and like motivation to go far in your other sport. And that like to be athletic and to be a multi-sport athlete, like will help you a lot. And I think just working hard for anything that you want. Um, I know for me, my biggest one is I just want people to know that no matter like what happens, just to never give up. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but I didn't even know if I was going to get to play this season. Um, I was diagnosed with postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome, and I was in and out of the ER, went twice, once by ambulance. And I didn't know I was going to be able to play this season until like a month before. And that's really when all all my doctor's visits, all my meds, everything started really falling into place. And I mean, I know I had to put a ton of work in and on and off the court. And I just want girls and everybody else really to know that no matter the situation and no matter what's put in front of you, that you you have a way and you have to push and you have to make it for yourself because nothing's handed you in this world. And I think people can see that by my determination on the court and just my willingness, willingness to never give up. And I just want people to know that no matter what their situation is, whether that be in life, sports, work, anything, that you're going to have to work for what you want. But just because you have to work for it doesn't mean that it's never going to happen. Yeah, I think um, like really working hard and just having fun and just like being able to reach your goals is like the main thing. And just kind of like, oh, um, uh like being able to live a good and fun high school experience is like what I think is just like <laughs> what it's all about and being able to like do this as a team is what really makes that special well ladies I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule out of your busy practice schedule to join me here on the podcast I want to thank all three of you for your guys' support of me and the podcast I appreciate it so much congratulations on all the success and i wish you guys the best of luck this day at cape girardo thank you thank you so much ladies for the interview time and for your love and support of me and the podcast we also have a very special bonus interview as we caught up for brett atkinson from the Clinton County leader, Brett and I talked the season in retrospective for this Bulldog volleyball team and this weekend's Final Four. Here is my interview with Brett Atkinson of the Clinton County leader. Ladies and gentlemen, we are still continuing on with our East Buchanan volleyball preview show, The Road to Cape Girardeau. And usually I have this guy on to talk East Buchanan football but he's going to talk to me about volleyball this evening. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my guest at this time from the Clinton County leader, Mr. Brett Atkinson. Brett, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you, Clifton? I'm doing great. I'm, I'm very excited for this show, really putting it together. And, um, you know, this is, a, uh, this is a, um, a volleyball team that's been very, very supportive of me. And I'm so excited to be able to do this show for them. So, um, Brett, I kind of want to um, – get to uh, for some of the listeners that may not you know know some of the players on this East Buchanan roster 
I'll give you the opportunity here real quick just to um, highlight some of the main players on this team. Uh, you know, I, th- I think it starts off o- always with Maya Watkins at the net. Whenever she, whenever she hits the ball, you can just tell the difference of it. You can see uh, the way her body unfurls is like a pitcher on the mound. And uh, the power that comes with that is just very much next level. So it'll be exciting to see where she signs. Obviously, I think that's a kid that's going to get to go on and play college and have some uh, some great success at the next level. Um, and then you got Kinsey Woodside at Libero, who um, really kind of sets the tone for the team, always a calm presence, always a thinking presence. You can see uh, especially the the relationship that she has with Coach Horn during the game, the way they're talking back and forth and strategizing and trying to carry some of those out, uh, those things out. She's very much like having another coach on the court. And then <clears throat> you get into the insane depth of this team. You talk about um, Brooklyn Adams at the net. You've got Ryland Sherwood at the net. You have a Gracie Kelsey who's just a next-level athlete, and she brings all kinds of experience from basketball over. Uh, Zora Witt. I mean, there's just so many kids on this team that are crazy talented. They play well together. All of the pieces fit. One of the big questions coming into this season was um, the graduation of Emma Klein, who was just a very great setter. And for them to be able to graduate a talent like that and replace her with a Kylie Clark, who uh, is is very much on that same level, is quite the blessing for this team. So a ton of depth, a ton of great players, a lot of senior leadership. It – all mixed together, it was kind of a a magical potion for something like this to happen. Well, Brett, I kind of want to, before we start talking about the playoff run here, I kind of want to get into the regular season. I mean, you know, this is a team that right after they had a tie and a loss in the KCI tournament at the beginning of the season, went on a pretty big streak here. I know that they lost um, a couple, they lost a close game on the south side of St. Joseph to Benton, a game that I was at. And, you know, they lost the game to LeBlanc back at the end of September, another game that I was at. But, you know, this was a volleyball team that lost to some very competitive teams over this season. But, you know, they were they were able to pick up some great wins this season, like in the Lexington tournament against Lawson, which Lawson ended up avenging that loss back three days later to win the KCI. But just um, talk about um, East Buchanan volleyball and just their road to um, districts. Yeah, it starts with that KCI Conference tournament early in the season. Uh, for a team of their quality not to get to play for a championship and take home a crown in your conference tournament, I think that probably put a uh, put a little bit of a chip, of their, a chip on their shoulder as they went into the regular season. Um, and then the, the schedule, I think that's really what helped them against both Lafayette County and Lone Jack. Not to say that those team, two teams didn't have some impressive uh, – games and victories during the regular season but whenever you look at East Buck they play in a very stacked KCI conference they're not afraid to go play Benton they're not afraid to go play LeBlanc they're not afraid to go play Lawson and uh, you know some, you know a lot of those times those are going to result in losses but you also know that's going to result in uh, building some character for you building some tenacity for you and uh, really setting them up for success in the postseason. Well, you get into the um, Class 2 District 16 tournament, you know, they have victories over um, North Platte and Lathrop there in the um, first round, the first round in the um, in the semi. And I think a lot of people, when you're looking at this bracket, a lot of people were looking at maybe 
a LeBlanc East Buchanan championship game in this district tournament. But West Platte kind of threw a little bit of a dent in those plans by beating LeBlanc three sets to one in the um, district semifinal. So that sets up um, East Buck and West Platte. West Platte has played East Buck close this season. Just um, talk about, you know, East Buck's run to a Class 2 District 16 tournament title. Yeah, I think a, a big a, a big stepping stone for them, and it's not something they hadn't done before, but to get a, a victory over Lathrop in that tournament uh, was another notch because that was a team they lost to in the KCI. So it, each time that they were able to, to beat Lathrop, they did it in the regular season too. That gives them a little more confidence. And then you roll into that title game, and like you said, West Platte had played them pretty close during the regular season. And obviously, after knocking off a LeBlanc team, uh, there was no way East Buck was going to take West Platte lightly. And a, a big benefit of that is having that at East Buck in Gower with those fans who are just sports crazy right now. Between football, volleyball, everything the girls have done the last four years, which all together from every sport has been amazing. Uh, those fans come out. They're rowdy. Uh, the boys, the football boys, get a chance to come out and be the student section and return the favor. Um, it, whenever you talk about that, that's a huge lift for a team like this. And, uh, you know, I, I think they were never going to take West Platte lightly, but obviously East Buck coming into that one, they had a ton of momentum. Uh, they had the home court advantage. There were a lot of things going their way, and they took care of business. Yeah, but they were able to take care of business in the sexual game just a, a couple of days a couple of days later, right back in Gower, um, a Lafayette County team, a team that they beat in the Lexington tournament earlier this season, but that three sets to nothing win over Lafayette County not only resulted in them moving on to the quarterfinals, but resulted in Coach Ryan Horn's um, 150th career win. Can you even talk <laughs> about that Lafayette County game? And can you talk about that honor um, to coach, that honor for Coach Horn? Yeah, I'll talk about Horn first. Uh, you know, he's a guy I got to know whenever he was coaching baseball over at Lathrop, and uh, I, I've had the privilege of knowing him for uh, probably a decade now. And uh, great coach, great guy, great teacher. Couldn't be happening for a better guy. I know how much he cares about these girls and this team and this program and uh, how proud he must be right now. So to see him uh, to reach that milestone and get honored for it, and you could tell, too, that uh, he didn't especially – I think he thought he was going to fly under the radar and nobody was going to notice that he won 150 wins and get away with it. But it was kind of funny to see his reaction um, whenever he did because, it's, it, obviously, for him, it's not about him. It, it's about the kids. It's about the school. So it was good to see him uh, get that honor and it, it be honored for it. Um, you look at that Lafayette County game, it, it was kind of interesting, you know, the first – uh, say 20 points, 30 points, Lafayette County really came out and gave East Buck their best uppercut. Um, kind of rocked them a little bit back on their heels. Both teams were landing big punches. But there in the early beginning, Lafayette County really had the advantage. And I think it was about midway through that set, East Buck had called timeout. Um, they came back out there. And whenever they started getting momentum on their side, they did not let loose of it. They, they, they truly had a hold of it like a bulldog, and they were not going to let go. Uh, so as much as it was a 3 nothing win, for them to be tested a little early on and for them to show their resolve and to bounce back from that, that early back set, uh, I, I think that showed, what, it showed their mettle, and it really set them up for what came next. 
So uh, you talk about being tested and you talk about resilience. So that kind of leads into our next game, um, a trip to Low Jack. The Mules uh, came into this game with a 30-2 and record, one of the best records in the state. They just knocked off Lawson in the um, sectional round. And, uh, you know, Low Jack had East Buck on the ropes, down two sets to none. But then East Buck was able to come back and win three sets to none. As you meant, three sets to two, as you mentioned, their results, you know, being tested there. Talk about, you know, what you feel like, what that meant for this this volleyball team really to come back and show resilience like that. Yeah, and you know what? That hole almost is much bigger than uh, a two a two set deficit because with Lone Jack, you really had a team that you didn't know much about um, be, just because there wasn't a lot of common opponents that you kind of you know measure each team off of. You're on the road and you've played several straight home games, uh, maybe maybe even five or six, going back into the regular season a little bit. So it had been a while since they'd been on the road. Uh, they leave the friendly confines of Iva Family Court. Uh, you go to a team you're not familiar with, and very quickly you're behind two sets in front of an away crowd. That's, that's a lot. That's, that's a very easy point for any teenager to say, you know what, we did our best. This is what we got. Time to pack it up and go home. And for these girls to have the resolve, the tenacity, you know, to really climb the ladder. I mean, you're really talking about one rung at a time because you're talking about you've got to win three sets and you're not going to get all those points in five and seven and ten point runs. Sometimes you're going to have to, you know, take them one at a time. So for them to do something that very much, I don't think many people would ever thought they'd pull off, especially in that environment. Um, it, it's it's amazing. It's a game that'll be talked about at East Buchanan for a very very long time. So that win sets up them in the final four uh, this Friday. We'll start off on this Friday, um, six o'clock in Cape Girardeau. They play Jefferson Festus. I know I don't know that much about Jefferson Festus, and you know they they have a very similar record as East Buchanan. I think they're like one win off from East Buck, thirty and five, thirty five and one. East Buck is thirty one five and one. But I just want to like you know get offer up your thoughts as somebody who's seen East Buchanan volleyball quite a bit. What do you think are going to be some of the keys for them to walk out of Cape Girardeau this weekend with a state title? Um, I, I think right off the bat they're going to have to remember that. Uh... They're the same team that did come back against Lone Jack. And it doesn't matter if they're on the other side of the state. It doesn't matter if they're on somebody else's court. Um, they're still the team that they were a week ago. So once once they realize that and they shake off some of the jitters that are sure to come with it, um, it it's all about whoever could get to that point fastest. And hopefully the lights aren't too big for you. One thing they will have going for them, you talk about Amaya Watkins, you talk about a Gracie Kelsey, um, so many of these kids, whether it's in volleyball or other sports, have been in very big moments for East Buchanan. So they'll have a lot of experience whenever it comes to that, and I think that'll help them out in the semifinals. Well, then, Brett, um, you know, I appreciate you um, for uh, coming on the podcast. You know, I know I, I always get very excited talking to East Buchanan football, and we always we always chat during the mid-buck-east-buck buck rivalry, and um I want to thank you so much for coming on and offering just your thoughts on East Buchanan Volleyball. Um, you do amazing work there at the Clinton County Leader, and I just want to thank you for your friendship and just thank you for uh, coming on the podcast and contributing to the show. 
Hey, man, thanks for what you do for these kids. I mean, from East Buchanan to all of the kids around Northwest Missouri, we've got so many special student athletes and so many special coaches. Anytime they can get the spotlight, it's pretty good, and you do a good job of doing that. I appreciate that so much, Brett. Thank you so much for everything, and I'll, we'll talk to you. We'll talk to you again soon. Sounds good, bud. That was Brett Atkinson from the Clinton County Leader. Thank you so much, Brett, for joining this special edition of the Cliff Notes Podcast. So let's go ahead. Let's run down the schedule for this weekend's Class 2 Final Four. Both matchups will take place. Both semifinal matchups will take place this Friday at 6 p.m. at the Show Me Center in Cape Girardeau. The 31 and the 31 5 and 1 East Buchanan Bulldogs will match up with the 35 and 1 and Jefferson Festus. The winner of that game will move on to the state championship game versus either defending Class 2 champion Herman or Stratford Saturday at 4 p.m. The loser of those two semifinal games will move on to the third place game at 2 p.m. that same day. Now, if you want to watch the game on Mission.tv, you can get the entire Final Four will be available to you for $15. Now, that $15 will get you the entire Mission Volleyball Championship Week. That's classes one through five. That will get you the semifinals, the third place, and the championship games for just $15. We will post the link to watch the semifinal game when we post this episode to the feed. Now, you can follow along on the Cliff Notes podcast. We will have a recap of both of these games on the Friday night and Saturday night editions of the Post-it Notes. I want to thank uh, Bulldog head coach Ryan Horn. I want to thank seniors Kinsey Woodside, Maya Watkins, and Brooklyn Adams, and Clinton County leaders Brett Atkinson for making this very special project possible. Again, good luck to you guys at Cape Girardeau. Go make Northwest Missouri proud, and we will be looking forward to bringing recaps to you on the weekend edition of the Post-it Notes.